So hello and welcome to a special episode of Rebel City Podcast. It's been a while since I've had a guest, which is good. Um, and we're just doing a wee something a bit different, so Matt's not going to join me. Mainly because we thought a three-way Skype call might be a wee bit shite. So we just decided to just leave it to me. <laughs> um, the reason that this is a special episode is I've got Amanda. Um, how's it going, Amanda? Thanks. <laughs> um, so this will be um, might be a wee bit funny if there's a bit of a delay. I'll just make sure that I give you enough time for you to like, respond if I'm asking a question. But Amanda came to my attention on Instagram through her Instagram stories. Um, she's got an amazing Instagram profile called Missy's Brain Trainer, uh, and the reason that I've asked Amanda to come on the podcast is because. Um, I wanted somebody to come on during this sort of crisis that we're facing and talk to us about how can we get through this because I'm seeing across all my social medias, all my friends, everybody that I engage with is telling me that it's been tough um, and that they're having a hard time, whether it be with addiction problems or their diet or their fitness, no matter what it is, I think everybody's experiencing a wee bit of sort of struggle. Um, so... I think what would probably be good is just briefly, because I'm going to get you to come back on once I can get you into the studio, in air quotes, if you're listening on audio, because it's basically a spare bedroom in my house. Um, <laughs> what is it that you actually do? So I work with people's minds and kind of the name gives it away, Mrs. Brain Trainer. So I'm a trained clinical hypnotherapist um, and I've kind of studied the human behaviour and subconscious I suppose I've been obsessed for the last 15 years Um, but really the last 8 years is when I've started implementing it, uh, seeing the changes transforming myself and helping other people so basically I'm the queen of calm and (laughs) I help people (laughs) I, I, I just see stress, I think stress is the underlying thing of a lot of problems so I kind of show people how to keep control of their emotions and um, just get that self-care strong uh, and help them achieve whatever they're setting out to do. That's superb. I mean, I've I've got a um, counselling diploma, CBT diploma, and I really wanted to go and do that because I desperately wanted to just help people. So I'm going to assume that obviously you're doing what you're doing, that it's the same sort of thing. You just, I, I tried to get over, or I did go over my own addiction and my own mental health problems. And it, in that journey, I realised that there isn't a lot of help for people, especially people mm-hmm. that don't have a lot of money. Um, you need quite a bit of money to take care of your, your mental health. But um, so yeah, I tried to get into that just because I really wanted to take care of people. So like, thankful to you for what you're doing like your instagram profile is amazing because the advice that you're getting out on the instagram stories is free um mm-hmm. so you don't even need to like go and pay for your service you're getting out a service out there so that's amazing um and like personally i, I just like to thank you because I, I genuinely think that people like you like we need more and more and more people like you um but the main sort of topic that we were here to talk about the day was how do people survive during what is the most unprecedented and probably the most weird situation that we've ever had to face up to. Um, And obviously I've got some specific questions about that, but 
I mean, we could open that up just by having a general conversation about like uh, how we're finding it and like the mm-hmm. sort of bits and pieces that, that that you're doing personally, and I'll maybe chip in because I'm sure the people that are listening to this are sick of hearing what I'm doing to, to get through <laughs> this. Yeah. Um, okay. So for me, um, I'm actually I'm doing quite well to be honest with you, but um, it's only because I kind of I live through a filter of what you focus on, you get more of. So no matter what I do in my life, I've always got that as the backdrop. So if you're focusing on kind of switching the news off and keeping yourself care strong, and really the only thing we can control is ourselves. So if we just manage our own emotions, stress levels, um, then I know that I'm going to ultimately be able to cope better with yeah. whatever's kind of thrown my way. Don't get me wrong, like my life's been turned upside down as well. Like my daughter's exams have been took off, her schools are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not because like I've got this free ride and life's great, because it's not. Like we're all kind of in the exact same position here. Yeah. Um, so I suppose uh, for me, it's all about the mind. So I look after myself mentally, physically, emotionally, and that then helps me cope in these times that have fell upon us that none of us kind of expected to happen yeah and if so i'm the i'm the feel the exact same like i think that if i go back five years ago before i had experienced my own sort of struggles i was in the middle of them but i just didn't realize if somebody had said to me that you can control your emotions through the way that you think about things or how things impact you, I would have said that that's nonsense because I don't. <laughs> the, the, the thing is in, and then I've got no control over how that I react to that. If that makes me feel scared, if that makes me feel angry, then that's just part of me as a human being. That would have literally have been my response. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of people out there that they don't, they're not awake to that fact that you are absolutely in control of your men- mentality and the way that you think impacts the way that you feel impacts the actions that eventually come out the other side of that and then that goes into a circle and a lot of times a negative circle. So I, mm-hmm. I even think that that's a really important point for people to sort of realise is, is that your attitude towards what's going on right now is within your control. Um, mm-hmm. But how do you think people, if you were to give people just like a cookie cutter, not even a cookie cutter because that's the wrong wing, but like a quick sort of like, how do you make sure that like you don't sort of implode, like is there any specific sort of routine or anything that you do like to get yourself like sort of ready or what? what is it that you do personally? My morning routine, yeah. Yeah. So when I wake up, I basically, what I don't do is I don't go to the phone what I do do is I open my eyes and then shut them again and I, I do a TMD type meditation. Um, it's a mantra kind of style and what that does is it just gives me the opportunity to just get a wee bit of distance between me and my thoughts, calms my mind down, just cleans the slate, gives me a, like a kind of a blank canvas to kind of go throughout my day with. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved from that into yoga with Adrienne. So she's got a, she's one of the top kind of YouTube yoga uh, gurus online. Right. And she's got a kind of 30-day home 
sequence and I'm, I'm on day five. This is a kind of new thing. I've always trained my body in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, but the, the yoga seems to be perfect for this crisis that we're all in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do about 25 minutes with her in the morning, uh, which just mind-body connection. Uh, so that's, that's really meditating and then yoga is like the perfect recipe uh, to begin the day with. Right. Black coffee comes next to just get me fired up to go and look at whatever I'm planning to do that day. And then I'll, I'll look at my phone and I'll start responding to, to the outside world. Okay. How important do you think the timing is of that? Um, because just to share briefly, um, I, the similarities are ridiculous because I get up <laughs> and I do... And I'm not. This isn't a humble brag, or I'm not bragging in any way. I do two meditations in the morning, so I do my TM. The reason that I do two is because I'm almost a wee bit worried to drop my TM meditation because I do one in the evening. Yeah, I do twenty I minutes in the morning. Do that. <laughs> I've recently started to do another um, meditation that I don't know if you've heard of the guy Sam Harris. No, he's an American. A prominent atheist um, and he believes in mindfulness and meditation he's getting an amazing app and obviously I'm not getting paid to promote his app but his app's called Waking Up and within the mm-hmm. app it's got a, a 180 day course on meditation but also it's got like guest speakers and they talk about mindfulness but his meditation is basically for my mind the same as TM but without the mantra so it, mm-hmm. it's just about feeling the energy field that surrounds your body. That takes 10 minutes and I love it, but I don't want oh, to drop the TM. So good. <laughs> so I, I don't want to drop the TM. So I do I two meditations. I do my 10 minute sort of waking up app and then I do 20 minutes TM. I have a black coffee. I have a pint of water. And since this crisis has started, I've been going out and over to Kelvin Grove and walking around the park for an hour at about seven in the morning. So that's my morning mm-hmm. routine. So if you swap the walk with yoga, then it's almost identical. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things that I really, and I took this for your Instagram story, was don't look at your phone. So the first thing that I used to do in the morning was I would pick up my phone and I would check the news app. So I would check the mm-hmm. uh, Apple News. Then I would meditate, but I I didn't really get anything negative for that. But when I was listening to one of your Instagram stories, I thought, do you know what? somebody's sharing something that's best practice i'm going to try it and i've noticed mm-hmm. that my meditations are just so much more focused and i find them just definitely more concentrated in comparison to what i was doing before the news up um so that's my morning routine like i said they're, they're very very similar but um so the question was like how important do you think the timing of that is the timing of the the routine the so like if you get somebody that's potentially sitting listening and thinks I get up in the morning I don't want to do that first thing I, I just want to sit flick through my phone for 15-20 minutes half an hour then I'll get to my, my morning routine I want to just sit and do nothing for 20 minutes um, do you think it's important that you really sort of like get yourself ready through the sort of steps of meditation movement and then potentially like sort of energy through the caffeine or do you think it's alright to flip that and do other things first I've tried it both ways, trust me, the other way does not work, like, it's not successful or sustainable because, I don't know if you, I trained with Dr. Joe Dispenza and two years ago, or last day, so I kind of mind, for four days, and he's the international kind of neuroscientist guy, 
Um, and he talks about how most people they wake up and they look at their phone, kind of what I was saying. Yeah. Um, those those you have messages to people who are dragging you in all different directions straight away. That means even if you were thinking about going to do a meditation once you've had a wee scroll and whatever, that's gone because you're now away into an avalanche of memories and situations and these people's problems and mm-hmm. your days, <laughs> your days completely snatched for you. And so I always believe that feed yourself first and then you'll be able to kind of make that spill out to others. Yeah. Setting yourself up so that you're the best version of you for when you encounter mm-hmm. other people, I think it's a good. Like if I wake up and I don't do my morning routine, and my girlfriend wakes up and she maybe says something to me, and I snap at her, then I'm getting myself off to that really, really shitty start. Do you know what I mean? So you become reactive instead of responding. You're just instantly like reacting to kind of stuff that's going on outside. Absolutely. Um, one of the big questions that I did want to ask is is that a lot of people that I'm seeing, I've got a lot of mates having been a musician um, and like engaging with people for this podcast. I know a lot of freelancers, I know a lot of self-employed people, and one of the big things that I can see them doing is is that they're desperate for this to end. Um, and when it got announced last week that this was going to be extended for another three weeks, even though pretty much all of them admitted that they had an idea that that was going to be the case they all Mm -hmm. felt really deflated do you think that setting a date or having a date in mind right it's going to end here and i just need to get myself through to that point and then it'll be okay i can go back to life as normal nothing's changed let's just get to even like last week let's just get to three weeks down the line that's when they're going to end the lockdown do you think you're setting yourself up for disappointment or failure or like what what advice would you have for somebody if they're sitting listening to this and saying to themselves, I just need to get myself through to the middle of me and then it's just going to go back? I think it's like a coping mechanism, isn't it? Like people give themselves these things to sort of like they lie to themselves and they tell themselves things to just, and that's fine if it gets you through to the next day, but I personally don't think having that in mind is helpful because we we basically have no control over what's going on in the outside. Zero control. And so if it was me personally, um, I would just focus on the only thing you can control, which is improving yourself, making sure that when you are ready to go, you know, you're like a horse getting let out a you go, it's race. Yep. You're ready. You're keeping, if you're watching the news, if you're telling yourself your business is going to, you know, be gone if you're if you're just scared of yourself torturing yourself it's basically self-hypnosis if you're thinking oh what's the worst all the time and so you're basically then uh you're buggering up your immune system so you're you're actually by doing all these types scare type things i feel it actually weakens you yeah so by the time it comes your, your head's just all over the place that i personally I don't think setting the date thing uh, good. I think focus on your diet, your exercise, and your mind, mm-hmm. um, and you'll be good to go. And just take that. It's the take away the expectation because expectation you nobody will ever nothing or any. It just won't ever meet what you yeah. expect. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's something that I've definitely struggled with throughout my life is expecting more, not just of the situation, but of myself. Do you know what I mean? Like expecting mm-hmm. expecting mm-hmm. too much, expecting miracles to happen when there's no work, going into feeding that sort of goal or miracle that I'm hoping to happen. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think is the sort of best practice in this case? Um, so focus on your, your well-being, whether that be diet, fitness, mindfulness, which I think we're all becoming more aware is actually taking care of yourself, that meditating is not like some kind of woo thing yeah for people that are sitting in a cave and robes it it is literally like daily practice and it needs to be done just like going to the gym if you want to be physically fit you need to exercise if you want to be mentally fit i genuinely think you need to meditate um and i've had people Mm -hmm. say to me that's ridiculous but that is genuinely my viewpoint but in in that sort of space of when can we expect us to end i want it to end in three weeks when am i going to get back out is the best practice, other than taking care of yourself, which absolutely we should be doing, is it better mm-hmm. to just have an open mind? Um, no, mm-hmm. to have a date in mind. Don't expect anything. In fact, let's just be comfortable in the situation that we find ourselves in. We all find ourselves in. Adapt a little and then just be open to this being the new normal. Absolutely. Like, I, um, I think it all comes down to kind of how you the filter again so how we filter things out right, is based on our life experiences so we've took screenshots throughout our whole life and how we view this situation is determined on our past basically right yeah. so unless you've worked on yourself obviously so for me personally and, and not just for me for a lot of people I'm seeing this as a, a gift other, other than people obviously being sick and dying and my daughter's exams and all that sort of but of mm-hmm. course there's bad but if there's bad there's obviously good that's you know the law of opposite and so I'm using it as a gift to rest to restore actually this new stuff excites me and so that's when you if you think in that that kind of realm of reality then you're not really going to struggle with this new way of living um, and so I think how you perceive it, and don't get me wrong, like it could be so easy for you to just see everything's great, you know what I mean? Everything's yeah. bad, like this is horrendous, because that's what the media is kind of trying to do and trying to program the people um, to kind of think that way. And so I definitely believe there's a choice. You definitely get a choice in how you're going to look at this and for the people who choose to look at it as a new beginning uh, I think they'll be the ones that will be able to cope with whatever whatever the outcome is yeah um mm-hmm. so it's all about perception absolutely I think as well and that like in saying that if you can deal with this because this is it's mm-hmm. I mean it's it's weird there's a strange sort of atmosphere when you go out into the street. It feels like a movie. <laughs> I mean, mean, I live in the city centre, which um, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful I've got the park there. Um, and I've got mm. shops near me that aren't that busy because people aren't at their work. I, I mean, I live in town. Um, but me and my girlfriend Sharon last Saturday night at 8 o'clock at night, just as the sun had set, went for a walk around the city centre. And honestly, it was the weirdest experience in my life. <laughs> but it was also so, it was so cool. I mean, I'm, I want to just echo something that you just said a minute ago. I know that people are dying and 
there is nothing that I can do about that. But I refuse point blank to mm-hmm. sit down and dwell on the fact that there's people out there that are sick and dying. I might contract it. I might be mm-hmm. one of those people, but I can't control that. And I, I can't personally do anything about the hundreds of thousands of people around the planet that are contracted in this virus mm-hmm. and dying for it. So instead, I'm trying to take advantage of silly things like that. The city centre's quiet. There's nobody there. It's 8 o'clock on a Saturday night. Glasgow city centre would usually be buzzing with people on nights out but instead there's tumbleweed like dogs and literally like foxes running up Sucky Hall Street which was like there's a fox in the middle of Sucky Hall Street took some pictures but it was such a surreal experience but such a cool experience at the same time mm-hmm. um, and I think that there is also the possibility that if somebody was in that they could have freaked out and they could have got a bit overwhelmed with the fact that there's nobody there and I've only seen this one guy in like half an hour walking through the city centre. It could have been a really sort of freaky experience and it could have really shifted somebody into a negative mindset. Um, But I just chose to take pictures of everything and just sort of document this sort of strange time. So I'm with you on that. I think it sounds as well like we're probably well trained at picking out the positives and you only get like that through coming through hard times because mm. you train your brain to, to do that do you know what I mean yeah um, absolutely I think yeah. that like uh, that that was my point I was going to actually make she just reminded me so cheers that if you we can get through <laughs> this if we can actually like get through the worst situation of a generation two generations I mean you're people are referring back to the world wars to like people that have seen diversity uh, adversity no diversity adversity the way that we are experiencing this and I think that that's right but if we can get through this and get through the other side I genuinely think that we could do anything it's so empowering and it, and it makes you become fearless because it makes you I, I've get through like I've went through kind of really tough times before and you get the why me and the try me people and luckily enough I'd been programming my mind like for a few years beforehand so mm. I think due to that I became this person and I was like hold on a wee second if I can do that like I can do anything and yeah. I just started like smashing life and I just I literally went after every single thing in that goal list I'd been you know making excuses and all that and had the self-doubt had been eating away and I was just I, 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 bec- I used it so basically I see myself as an expert actually if you were to ask me what I do really well it would be I'm an expert in turning pain or grief even into a strength I suppose and mm-hmm. I think this is what this will give people should they choose to view it that way that if they can get through this and thrive then you know Anything's possible. Yeah.